My name is Kelsey. And my name is April. And this is the Taste Buds Podcast. A podcast where we, registered dietitians, answer your burning nutrition questions. And talk all things food, cooking, research, and wellness. So sit tight and enjoy this taste of nutrition from a couple of buds. Hello. Hi, April. Hello, Kelsey. It's back again with a new episode yeah so i'm so ready it's so nice to be chatting with you on this beautiful morning Ugh, i know it's actually it's 2 40 in the afternoon but it oh wait like yeah that. i know well, i was beautiful just morning saying, over here i know i was just saying i'm like so thrown off like usually i'm really good at like jet lag time zones like mm-hmm. i can usually just like pop back in um, but last night I was up till like three or four a.m. just trying to figure it out and trying to fall asleep. And then <laughs> I the was like, like last night I had such high hopes. I was like, Monday morning, gonna wake up at seven a.m., do my journaling, get my week planned. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and then I didn't fall asleep till four, so I woke up at ten p.m. or ten a.m. Sorry, oh my god, ten p.m. ten a.m. And then I was completely thrown off, had like 10 minutes to plan my day and my week and was like, this is not what I wanted to do. And now <laughs> I feel like I'm really like, it only feels like it's 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. because I had planned to have this much done by 10 a.m. But I didn't. <laughs> That's the worst is when you have such a like a, a plan in your head and you're ready to go hit the ground running, get so much done. And then you just something messes it up. I'm, I'm, I was really, I'm honestly, I was in a bad mood because I was so annoyed. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is not what I had planned. This not what I wanted. Not to do. what I'm, I intended. My schedule. I'm clearly, I'm a very on schedule kind of, kind of gal. And it's, yeah, that's I don't like it when I'm not on schedule. <laughs> do you do um, time blocking at all? Yes. Hardcore. My... I do a lot of time blocking. Same. That's my favorite thing to do. That's what keeps me on task and yes. moving, moving forward. Yeah. Also, um, I, this is a, this is a little funny. So I uh, was talking to my therapist about how I was like, you know, I have a hard time focusing. And she's like, do you think you would ever consider that you have like, maybe just like a, a focus problem or like an intention, attention problem? And I was like, oh, I know. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, but I told her, I was like, I do know how to figure it out. And this, this is my trick. And it might be helpful for you, for anyone that's listening that does have some issues with like focusing mm-hmm. or procrastinating. Cause I procrastinate a lot when I'm forced to do something that I don't want to do. But my trick is that I just create a to-do list and I create a time to do it. So I time block, but I don't assign a task to that block. Mm-hmm. I just create I have two lists. I have the blocks of time that I work and I have the to-do list of things I need to do. And during that block, I say, okay, what am I going to do from this list? Whether it's my workout, whether it's a project I'm working on, whether Mm -hmm. it's grocery shopping, you know, it it could be anything of those tasks, but I'm allowed to do any of those tasks during any of those blocks. Mm, Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. I work more, I work kind of the same way. Like obviously I have my times available in my head where like I don't have meetings or client calls and that sort of thing but I love a good timer like I'll sit down and I'll be like okay I have 30 minutes to get x y and z done and I need to get mm-hmm. it done this time like that yeah. and I give myself you know I estimate you know an adequate realistic amount of time to get set activity yeah. done but like that time yeah, I yeah. set and I put my phone aside and it's kind of helpful because it's not like 
because I have that timer, I know that I've blocked it out. I'm not running over. I'm not going to miss any meetings because I've timed it appropriately. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't have to be distracted. I don't have to keep checking my phone. I don't have to keep double checking the time, making sure I'm not missing anything, like wondering how long I've been working. Like I timer rings. It's I've been there for a solid hour, whatever the time is. So yeah, yeah. That really helps me too. Cause it keeps me mm-hmm. focused on tasks. And then I get like a little break. I give myself a little break afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I get to oh, yeah. like switch out the laundry yeah. or like go get a snack. <laughs> yeah. Something I also do. And the, the way that I work out too, is that I do like, um, I, I do my girl Pam. I talk about it all the time, but, um, <laughs> I follow this YouTube girl and she makes these like, her name's Pamela Reef, by the way. Not that she needs any, like, promotion she's not like bajillions of followers it's not like she's my pt or anything but um (laughs) but the way she does it is that each week she puts out like a workout plan and each day has like four three to five 10 to 15 minute videos so like today what I did is I started my day off again I was like crazy busy but I was like all right I'm gonna try to do something because I need it for my brain so I did 20 minutes of it and then throughout my day now I'm gonna do like a task and then I'll do one of my 10 minute videos to finish workout because I didn't have time to finish the whole workout this morning Mm -hmm. but now I'll do like one of the 10 minute videos after this call probably and I'll do another 10 minute video after my next calls so then I've kind of broken up my workout I'll get my whole workout in I'll get some time as a break mm-hmm. and I'll get my work done as well that's perfect I love that yeah and also it's nice because you know you get up you get some movement in in between mm-hmm. instead of just sitting all day and you know, yeah Definitely. get your brain moving I love that yeah well this discussion turned into something I wasn't gonna I didn't think it would turn into but I'm glad we were talking about it because it's super interesting yeah I hope that <laughs> yeah I think that it was it was helpful Um, Another thing, too, that I will add at the same time to kind of follow up on your blocking is that when I do my to-do list, I also Mm -hmm. put a time range next to it. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, okay, my workout's going to be 45 minutes. My project's going to be one hour. And then I, when it's time blocking time, I'll say, okay, I have 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. What is 45 minutes that I can fit into here? And that helps me choose for Mm -hmm. my to-do list because it can be overwhelming to look at a to-do list and know what to do, too. So It can be so overwhelming. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into the episode for today. Okay, we are doing protein, so much protein. Oh, there we go. Oh, you're back. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I don't know why. You were out for a second. Okay. I'm back. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) We're talking protein today. Everyone's favorite macronutrient, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was the young. It's never been the villain, I don't think. Maybe it was in like 1975 or something. Yeah. Like they How always choose fat and carbs. I don't know why protein. Maybe one day. One day they're going to be like, no protein. <laughs> They'll be protein's no. term. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Diet culture does tend to target fat and carbohydrates as the, the main villains. I'm trying to think of a fad diet that targets protein. Well, I mean, I think when vegan or vegetarianism is utilized as a fad diet versus as, you know, a lifestyle where someone just wants to become vegan or vegetarian for the environment, for their love of animals, that's obviously separate. But I have seen vegan and vegetarianism utilized as a fad diet. And in that case, certain types of protein would be targeted, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, like animal protein. But I don't think that protein will ever be like a bad thing in that sense. I do... Mm -hmm. One one of these days, diet culture will choose it because they'll say, <laughs> I, I found this study that says that protein makes you fat. Oh, God. 
One All right, let's jump into the question. Someone's going to take that clip and be like, a dietitian said that protein makes you fat. <laughs> <laughs> Clickbait. Clickbait. Come for me. Come for me. Channel. I know. Oh, God. Does protein make you fat? Okay. That's I'm the first question. Um, all right. Are you ready for the real first question? I am. All right. How much protein do I need to get a day? Question, as usual. I need to think of another way to start off my answer. <laughs> like I always say that that's a great question. I really, I, I mean it, though, when I say it. it they are. They're all great questions. So, yes. Um, great question. How much protein do I need to get in a day? Um, that's a really good question, but it's very person to person. You know, whoever's asking this, I don't know you. I don't metrics and I don't know your lifestyle I don't know what you eat um so I cannot give a personalized recommendation without knowing like who you are um and I, I'm not going to give a generalized recommendation because there isn't a generalized recommendation that would be unethical um protein intake is so special specialized um, and specific to each person um you what the protein that you intake um will most likely not be the same as what your friend is taking in your mom your boyfriend your dad your siblings whomever everyone's protein intake should be different so if you're looking to learn more about what your protein intake should be what your number should be um like i always say search out a dietitian one that you connect with and that you trust and ask them to give you a protein recommendation based on you yeah i love that and i know that like sometimes a general recommendation is like half to like two-thirds of a gram per pound (laughs) which is really specific and if you need a good place to start like that's okay but at the same time that will also involve like tracking your protein and like like counting your macros and that can get really overwhelming and stressful too so I don't want Mm -hmm. you to feel like you have to like okay to hit my protein goals I have to track everything I eat or I have to make sure I'm hitting, you know, this or that each day, um, or each, each meal. And it can be, it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. Um, I think too, and I know our next question kind of talks about this as well, but, um, you know, talking to a dietitian to get an idea of like, okay, how am I going to get this all in? How am I going to, mm-hmm. you know, reach my protein goals? Um, maybe you calculate that and you're like, okay, that means I'm going to need like, 80 grams of protein a day what does that mean for me you know like mm-hmm. how, how is that going to work and um a dietitian can help you kind of figure that out specifically mm-hmm. for you absolutely um okay next question how do i know if i'm getting enough protein okay so uh along with going to a dietitian um An easy rule of thumb is just just eat protein as much as you can. (laughs) So try to make sure you have a protein source at every meal. That's that's a good way to to do it easy without having to track it, without having to overthink it. Um, Try to build that balance plate and have at least one serving. So about three or four ounces, again, like palm size, whatever it is, um, protein each meal. It can be an animal protein, seafood, poultry, red meat eggs it can be dairy even greek yogurt is a really great source of protein cheese Mm -hmm. even um it can be a vegetarian vegan source tofu uh soybeans it can be legumes it can be tempeh it can be so many different sources um 
So, so, you know, just Mm -hmm. trying to get at least one source, one serving of protein at each meal and it at snacks too. Snacks are a great place to get some protein in as well. Um, and I recommend protein with snacks just not only because it's a good way to get your protein in, but also it'll keep you fuller for longer. And that goes for meals and snacks too. Mm -hmm. Having that protein on your plate, um, will pair with a carb. It'll pair with, um, fat to, you know, keep you fuller for longer and just give you more energy because it takes longer to break down your digestive system than um, carbs do. So it'll keep you a little fuller for a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those suggestions. Um, and you know, I agree just about making sure to have a protein source at every meal and snack and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Very straightforward. Very straightforward. Next question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Is it true that I need to eat protein in a certain window after a workout to build muscle? Um, so the answer to that is yes and no. Um, it's yes in that um, there is some truth to it. And there is, you know, a window after a workout where basically your body more readily absorbs and utilizes protein more efficiently. However, that doesn't mean that once that window closes that you cannot build muscle, the protein's not going to have any effect and that there's no point in eating it. So I hesitate saying yes, because I don't want to make it sound like an extreme where you feel like you need to shove protein down your throat the second after you're done with your workout, because even if you miss that window and you eat protein after that window, you can, your body's still going to utilize it. Your body's still going to build muscle. It's just, just going to be slightly less efficient than it would have been. But for a lot of reasons, you know, you may not be pounding, want to pound protein or your snacks right after your workout. Maybe you had GI distress. I know me personally, depending on the movement I get in, you know, I sometimes don't feel like eating right after I get done with my movement session. And, and I feel kind of nauseous if I eat something. So I wouldn't in- encourage you to eat something if you're feeling that way or having GI distress, just because there's a window, you know, like I said, even if you eat outside that window, you build muscle, it's not, you know, that big of a deal. So the answer is yes and no. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. And I know that it's hard to like, I don't know, there's just so much of that research out there. And it just allows like an open playing field for all these food rules. And it can be really Mm -hmm. overwhelming. And I do think, you know, just taking a step back and just listening to what your body is saying, like maybe you do need some some fuel after your workout. But you don't need to have so many of the numbers and the stress around it of like, okay, it's this time I finish my workout at 2.30. Now it's 3.30. I got to eat this and that and make sure mm-hmm. I get 30 grams of that. Like it can get so, it take, takes up so much of your mental space. <laughs> and 100%. like, it kind of falls back on the thing of like, what's the rush? You know, like, <laughs> like why, why do we need to put so much emphasis on this like really random specific metric and component to you know build muscle building muscle is great but we're not in a rush to do that you know doing what feels best um for your body and maybe it is having some protein then maybe it's not and either way that's okay um like April said your 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 body still is going to use the protein no matter what you know like it doesn't mean that oh what's the use it's that black and white thinking oh now I've screwed it it's done I'm I'm just Mm -hmm. giving up um no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like do do what feels good. Protein is good for your body. 
building muscles good for your body, but it doesn't mean that it has to happen all right now. You don't have to become mm-hmm. a bodybuilder overnight. And it's not going to happen overnight just because you eat protein in your window. Like, like it's, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. I just think, you know, there's so much emphasis on all of these food rules, all of this timing, all of it has to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, it, it's not sustainable. It's not going to happen long-term and having that pressure on it, it's going to make it even less sustainable. It's going to make mm-hmm. it even harder to follow because you've got so much pressure on it, so much control um, on the food side and on the timing and on the workout and this and that and having the perfect nutrients all the time. It's just not going to happen um, perfectly. And that's okay. It's okay if it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Your turn. <laughs> Last question of the episode. Okay. What okay. is the difference between plant and animal proteins? I am so glad we get to address this. I know. I love this question um, because this is like one of the coolest things I learned during school. I think I was like, oh my gosh, like the world really does revolve. <laughs> um, like it things wild. Really do work together. It's it's the coolest thing because um, so. Uh, back to the basics of it, I guess, basis of protein, um, our bodies, there's 20 amino acids, amino acids make up proteins. There's only 20 different of them. Our bodies require nine of these from dietary sources. The other 11 we can make in our bodies, but we have to get nine of them, um, from food. So, Complete proteins are animal proteins. Complete means they have all nine of those amino acids in one nutrient. So like in one protein. So so when you eat poultry, seafood, red meat, eggs, dairy, they all already have all nine of those amino acids. So you don't have to worry about getting all the amino acids from different places. Incomplete proteins are found in plant sources. And they're usually missing one or two of those different um, amino acids. So they might be missing leucine, or they might be missing valine, or whatever it is, you know. So what you can do, though, is that different um, plant proteins complement other plant proteins, which I think is the coolest. So Mm -hmm. when you're like, I'm going to have peanut butter on toast, you have made a complementary complete protein, my friend, because you have peanuts and you have whole grains together they make a complete protein Mm -hmm. how cool the same thing is with beans and rice very cool some um like brussels sprouts and um like kidney beans they make complete protein so like Mm -hmm. the way to think about it is just to try to try to pair different food groups again always back to that diversity but (laughs) grains pair with legumes legumes pair with vegetables vegetables pair with grains so kind and that's kind of the the places of sorting uh, of proteins sources of protein that you'll be mm-hmm. getting from different places um to try to make those those comparables and just trying to to pair them up to get all the proteins that you need mm-hmm. you don't have to do it all the same meal all the time like if you're just eating edamame it doesn't mean that you're lacking on protein mm-hmm. <laughs> um also soy and quinoa are complete protein plant-based proteins same with hemp and there's one, there's one more, but if you do some, there are some plant proteins that are complete quinoa, hemp and soy are the ones I'm thinking of right now. Um, mm-hmm. there's a couple more, but those ones will be complete, uh, which is really cool too, that they have their own like special thing. But, um, but yes, the only difference is that 
incomplete proteins and complete proteins. There are a few complete plant-based proteins. Mm -hmm. And in general, plant-based foods are going to be a little less in protein just because they have so many other micronutrients and so many other things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like animal muscle, just like human muscle, is pretty much like just protein. (laughs) So it's more... concentrated it's going to be higher protein per pound or, or per, per serving so just keeping that in mind that's kind of the way mm-hmm. it works the differences yeah I think you did a wonderful job of describing it and just like you said basically the difference between the two different types of protein animal versus plant is you know how complete they are we want those nine essential or we don't want we need those nine essential amino acids but you know with plant-based proteins it just takes a little bit more strategy but once mm-hmm. you know those strategies like you said comparing those different groups then you know, bums away. It's super easy. Um, also, I want to point out that plant-based proteins are a little less bioavailable than mm. animal-based proteins. And what that Good. means is basically plant-based proteins, when something's less bioavailable, it means our bodies struggle a little bit more to digest and absorb said food item and protein. So our bodies struggle a little bit more with plant-based proteins than they do with animal-based proteins. Um, but that does that's not to say that we can't get protein from plant-based proteins and we can't benefit from them again like kelsey pointed out there are a plethora of micronutrients in the plant-based proteins which is amazing so it just takes a little more strategy a little more effort um and and that sort of thing if you are you know maybe a vegan vegetarian um vegetarian i guess if you are uva lacto vegetarian you would be eating some animal-based proteins you know maybe a pescatarian um so that would be a little bit different but you you are a true vegan you know it would take a little bit more strategy than it would if you are you know an omnivore or that sort of thing yeah definitely i love that thanks for adding that all right i think that's everything we have to talk about yeah yeah well hopefully we answered a lot of your burning protein questions if you have any more questions please don't hesitate or be a stranger just because we already did an episode on protein doesn't mean we can't answer more questions about protein. We're always happy to do a second episode addressing more questions um, or address them privately. So feel free to email us. Information is in, are in the show notes to um, to ask questions on our form, all of the above. Love it. Yes. Always plugging, um, finding us on our Instagram, finding us on our email, um, find us on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great week. And we'll thank talk you, to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.